Is it like RGB? The data fact, like everything <laughs> else much. you can get. Yeah, like in back of every Zoom call, you've got it hanging on the wall going, see my data fact? So you can, you can buy like RGB mouse mats. I mean, fucking hell, people, come on. You can buy everything. I'm 90, I, I would bet money you could buy an RGB dildo. Welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, hello. Wave, everyone. Just wave. Wave. Keep waving. Thank you very much for joining us on the stream. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast, thank you very much for choosing to listen to us on the audio podcast as well. You could stream. You could watch us on YouTube if you wanted to, but you've chosen to listen to us. And that's fine. You won't <laughs> see my face, you know, and Russ's face, Dan's face, or Duncan's face. But let's have a little wave first. Hello, Duncan. How are you? I am very well, Tom. Thank Hello, you. Dan. I am How fantastic because I've got this 2016 Napa Valley red wine. <laughs> Excellent. Clearly on commission. Hello, Dan. How are you? 50% of this podcast is waving now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Russ. Hello. How are you? Greetings. How are you doing? Excellent. And I'm, of course, Tom. How am I? Very well, thank you. I'm delighted to say that this week's podcast is uh, a very special one because, of course, it's a return to Dan's favourite format of the pod it is of course a we're very mature no i shouldn't do that right you shouldn't do that so dan has a delicate system don't push it dan okay i'm gonna hand over to dan Okay, cool. Uh, let's get let's get the uh, let's get the rubbish stuff out of the way first, shall we? The truly shit stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, let's the start vial. with um, Disney firing Mandalorian star Gina Carano. Um, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. So she uh, put she, up... she crossed the line from just saying disagreeable things on Twitter to just saying outright horrifically offensive things on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, like. She'd been warned several times, apparently, and she'd gone from the possibility of having her own TV series to just not being part of the series at all. Yeah, um, and tr- tr- trying her best to be like, oh, don't give a shit on the way out the door. And that's that's that's. I think that's part of the problem. Like th- that being said, she did do she did delete the tweet, and she's deleted everything else she said. But she doesn't seem to learn her lesson. Um, she doesn't, doesn't change anything. If you're going to say things like that, something then... quite not tweeted. It was Instagram, wasn't it? Actually, but it's uh, quite transphobic earlier on like last year i think it was um even though pedro pascal actually talked her through it all apparently uh, deleted that said that that wasn't about yeah, so he was he was trying to sort of coach her a little bit in the realities of yeah and, how and you she kind present of yourself kind of said that wasn't about um it wasn't meant to be seen as transphobic more about how people that don't put their pronouns on on uh, social media shouldn't be bullied okay fine but then since then she's 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 tweeted and sent out a couple of things and i think kind of crossing the line is when you're comparing republicans in america to uh, jewish people in time of the holocaust or yeah, leading yeah. up to the holocaust sorry there's not there's not really any way back from that and no, it was, it was more like saying, disney it, i mean come on mm, exactly. it was also the fact that she went further by saying it wasn't the nazis that necessarily did it that did it it mm. was their neighbors it's like yeah but the nazis did it yeah. the nazis 
it's um, just yeah. wrong. You don't. Yeah, it's 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 very very problematic. It's a very strange thing. As Russ said, like it's if you're working for Disney, mm. you know, which which is a, a company that is not. I mean, I'm not saying notorious, but you know, are very very conscious of their image and mm, yeah. art and you know, as as to be fair most corporations should be, um, you are dicing with death. I mean, the, the, the simple fact is that, you know, she'd already kind of lost the series. And by the, by the, by the time you lose one series, surely the, the brain kicks in and realizes that this isn't the right thing to be saying. And then you get fired completely. And the, the other thing is she has been also sharing stuff to do with anti-lockdown, anti-masks, mm. COVID conspiracy yeah. stuff. It's it's not just two things. It's it's definitely yeah. just building up on. See, I think there is an argument to be said that she is the product of a broken system. Like this is not me feeling sorry for her. I think she's an idiot, but this is the product of a broken system that needs fixing. Because otherwise, we're going to get more and more high-profile people with similar viewpoints to this. And it's yeah, and it's yeah, like, but I mean, ultimately, she she still took the choice to say those things. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent agree. And and you got to you deal with the consequences for these things, and that's yeah, absolutely part of what it's just the reality of the world we're in now. You know, I mean, look, it's far be it from anyone to say that you can't believe what you want to believe, that you can't think mm. what you want to think, and stuff like that. But the, the simple fact of the matter you... is that there there is the matter of taste, history, mm. awareness. Um, it's, it's like I know a lot of people get banging on about censorship and free speech and this but free speech does not mean you can say what you want or rather it does mean you can say what you want Mm. but part to quote terry pratchett part of that freedom is the freedom to take the consequences if you're going to say these things they're going to have an impact yeah Mm, that's 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 exactly it and it's so so the the right-wing media the backers of of what is believed to be or the back or the people that fighting against was believed to be cancel culture, believed that this is her being cancelled, but she said it on social media where she's not been banned. No. Like, she's yes, she's lost her job for this, but she it's not like she's been cancelled because that's most... That's sort of a bollocks. meaningless phrase anyway. It is, is a, 100%. I mean, it, it is a ridiculous thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's, 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 just, that's just extremists shouting at other extremists, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, she's... It sums everything up that she's been snapped up by Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he's. Uh, so that's not going to lead to anything, is it? Well, he's a bit of a twat, isn't he? But um, should we um, should we not give this the oxygen of oxygen anymore? It's I, it I is will, what it is. I will say um, that uh, there's been a debate on our Discord, and it's worth popping in there and seeing some some very interesting viewpoints <laughs> that are all perfectly valid and all come from a. Uh, an area of of genuine concern that this, that this is something we might see more of in the future i think yeah it's worth it's worth checking out and i will put i'm going to put a separate channel on our discord for, for that if you want to come join in so yeah um, the link is on our instagram yeah links on our instagram and also on our twitter yes before we get to more shit news yes jamie i have had a haircut and i've also trimmed my beard you've had a haircut nice who did your haircut uh sarah she did a very good job. I think she did all right. Yeah, it needs, needs thinning out a bit, but um, uh, that's, that's difficult to do if you're not got the right. Yeah. Kit. So like, she's been wanting to do it for a while. She used <laughs> to be a dog groomer, and like, um, I do think, I think that... there's no 
no other experience is more relevant to your particular barbering <laughs> yeah, requirements. True. Apparently, there's no, there's no similarities, but yeah, I think she's basically spaniel hair. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Did you get? A, um, did, right, did you get a good? Uh, did you get a little biscuit because you were a good boy? Yeah, tastes like fish though. Really weird. Um, <laughs> but um, don't ask me how I know how dog biscuits take taste. I uh, once night of absence. Listen, don't ask. We didn't ask. Left led to dog biscuits. Anyway. Cat biscuits, actually, thinking about it. Um, Joss Whedon, eh? Let's carry on with the, 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 the shit news. Um, yeah, so this is the, the latest in, hey, people you liked and admired who turned out to be pricks the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, bits. Um, oh, it's just horrible, isn't it? Like, allegedly, obviously, we have to say that, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I don't um, know. It's, it's... Yeah. It's uh, Charisma Carpenter came out and said something about this, basically, and it backs up something that we should um, we should probably be paying more attention to when Ray Fisher came out and said it, like in regards to justice. I kind of I kind of missed all that stuff. I haven't. Yeah, me too. But I feel I feel um, feel quite bad about that now. It sounds sounds awful. It sucks. It's I don't want to talk too much about that because it's just yet another guy in a position of power who is abusing it and presenting a really hypocritical face to the world. I call those interviews he did where there's fawning journalists going oh my god you're so amazing at writing mm. female characters is it because you're such a wonderful guy yeah but um it's it's one of those ones where it stings and i think part of the part of the well probably a, a big part of the reason why people fight back against this and go oh no i'm sure it's all bollocks is because it makes you feel like a chump yeah because yeah, you yeah, it makes me feel like liked and respected and enjoyed the work of someone who it turns out was making that work by being a complete dick to everybody. Yeah, there's there's some particularly like hor- horrific stuff, like the idea that he wasn't allowed in a room alone with Michelle Trachtenberg because he was basically yeah. bullying a minor. Allegedly, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, it sounds like Crimson Carter was basically fired for getting pregnant at an inconvenient mm. time. Yeah, and refusing to, for refusing to um, uh, accept 1am call times and things like that. It's just utter bollocks like you if you get a chance read james master's story as well that's horrific as well but it's just horrifying but uh um yeah there's loads of stuff online that updates um that's updated daily almost another person coming out and saying something uh or at least pro- or, or at least uh supporting uh charisma yes coming out yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah most of without necessarily because. calling saying it's true like people are still a bit wary of doing that but supporting what she is saying yeah. so. I mean, it's, it's an understandably slightly difficult position for for other people to be in but you know i think by now people must have realized that there's a right and a wrong way to react to these things no it's a separation of nearly 20 years isn't it of people that are coming out and saying some of these allegations so yeah, Angel good, Angel it? is the latest celebrity to come out and basically offer support over, mm. isn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that seems to be a couple of points uh, on the chats. Dan says we shouldn't hero worship famous people. I agree with that, and I am as guilty as anyone of doing it as well. So, quite right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you. It's not even necessarily like hero worship. But you just you, you know you like what somebody does mm. and you admire them and you respect their talent and you think that's that's amazing and yeah definitely you can't However, help. But he also says I should have asked for a fringe, um, and uh, or as bangs as American would say. And Jamie says I'd love to see Dan as with American, bangs. the the one American. Yes, 
the one American says, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from Joss Whedon, then we'll get the last, I think this is the last piece of shit news. There's some other shit news, but it's, we can, it's better than this. Uh, I mean, six if days this is in, the last bad thing that's happening in the world, then 100%, that's, that's kind nothing of else bad happening at the moment, yeah. which is good. Uh, six days in Fallujah, not trying to make a political, political commentary, apparently. Yeah, it's a weird one, this, isn't it? Yeah, so... It sounds quite political. It sounds. Well, they're, they're, what they're aiming for is a historical uh, representation of the battle in Fallujah. Yeah, uh, I using, would argue uh, that a video game is a very bad medium for trying to set a historical record. Mm, what one, again, something that you can generally go and do your own thing on. Anything that involves the possibility of teabagging people after you've just shot them yeah. probably shouldn't be the defining record of this episode of human activity. So I was I was listening to a podcast this morning and they, they had one of, it was like an E3, you know, where they have the, oh God, what are they called? Like the developers meetings before E3. So they show them to the mm-hmm. companies like IGN and Polygon and stuff. And they, um, they, um, uh, they said that, that this was shown, it was originally meant to be made by Capcom, I want to say. I might be wrong on that. Um, it's been knocking about for a very long time, yeah. isn't it? Mm. It was shown to the likes of IGN and Polygon, and within three days it had been dropped originally. So now it's it's been resurrected and, and has been described as the least likely game that you'd expect to be resurrected. Um, so high wire. It's almost games. like one of those. It's almost like one of those nineties shooters that was built on the build engine. Mm. If you know what I mean, it's yeah. like you know back in the days of like Duke Nukem when everyone tried to cash in on the build engines, three D. Yeah. You know, and and a bit of an edgy tone, and and they just went way too far with it. Um, it's, it's like they saw the sort of the, the controversial levels in Call of mm-hmm. Duty and were like, let's do a whole game of that and make it all like really serious and meaningful. But also you run around murdering people left, right and centre. Uh, but they, here's the thing, right? So they've, they've gone for what they believe is a historical representation of the Battle of Fallujah, right? But they're not going to include some of the alleged atrocities that were meant to have been committed. So White Phosphorus, apparently, is the big, big one that comes up. Um, played a big part in the battle. It's horrific. Uh, anyone that's played uh, Spec Ops The Line, mm-hmm. they do a very good demonstration of what White Phosphorus does in that game. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty awful. It's horrific. Yeah. But once again, this is this has divided the internet with people saying that video games shouldn't be political and not realising that so many video games that they love are political. Most of them put up things like uh, video games shouldn't be political, like Bioshock. I'm like, okay. Or Spec Ops like, The Line, I saw. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's... It's just such a meaningless thing. Like, what political doesn't mean anything in no. the context of they're saying what they what they mean is i just want to play it and not think about anything well they said if that, that's what that, you want to do fine they then said that most sci-fi isn't so i heard saw someone say that most sci-fi is not political like um independence tell that to day, george apparently. lucas yeah uh, exactly independence day the hero is the president so yeah it's i mean yes obviously the expanse is not pre- political or district nine is not political in no. whatever way star wars Most is pretty political not, it's a bunch of rebels taking down so yeah it doesn't matter hmm? yeah i threw the senate at him the whole senate <laughs> 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 so anyway this this game seems to be historical when they feel like they want it to be historical but they don't really want it to cover all the really nasty stuff which well, is I mean, if where you were to get a, going to a history kind of student flat. Hmm? up in here, they would probably tell you that all history is 
by its very nature and the fact that it's written by someone mm. with a perspective is is subjective and, and just one side of a story. Yeah. So you, you can't really yeah. ever write a definitive historical record of something because it is always going to be influenced and prejudiced mm. by the views of the person writing it or directing it or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, some of the most, um, some of the most revered uh, documenting of mm. military history, especially the Second World War, people like Basil Little Hart, mm. you know, they are phenomenal works showing the military manoeuvres that mm. were taking place, but they gloss over. They, they almost exemplify, you know, SS atrocities, mm. but don't mention any of the, um, well, very few of the allied atrocities that we mm. know for a fact yeah. actually took place during the uh, the Normandy campaign, especially. Well, it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm sure it's 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 excellent that they took a uh, hundred marines and soldiers and got their viewpoint on it. But they're going to have a fairly biased viewpoint, most likely. Um, so here's here's what uh, Peter Tanter, the vice president uh, of High Wire Games, who's 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 making this. Uh, there are things that divide us, and including those really divisive things, I think, distracts people from the human stories that we can all identify with, Tamsa says. I have two concerns with including the phosphorus as weapons. Number one is that it's not part of the stories that these guys told us. Uh, okay. So I don't have an authentic factual basis on which to tell that. That's most important. Number two is I don't want a sensational, I don't want sensational types of things to distract from the parts of that experience. I can't just help but think it'd be better just just make the game in a, a don't tie it to real world things. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare got round it by just referring to the territory they were fighting in as the Middle East. Yeah, which, Redly Deadly got round it just by referring to them as the Reds. So you know, there we go. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it, it just Dan, feels it's it's a bit have your cake and eat it, e isn't it? It's yeah, like oh, it's, super, it's super real, and this all really happened. But don't like think about it; just play it. But yeah. it's all real. These are real people that these things really happen to. But don't like expect all of their viewpoints and things because that would be unrealistic and divisive. Dan, you can't, uh, you can't both ways. Dan says, I think you can enjoy the works of particular creators and separate from your feelings about that person. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And also, I think with something think, like this, so I'm not going to stop watching Buffy because of this. Because no, I, th- I think broadly we've all reached that conclusion. Yeah, I still want to. I still want to enjoy Father Ted. Exactly. Yeah, and he's a nut. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but um, and Firefly. Yeah. He also says everything is political. It's, yeah, especially anything, anything oh, oh, video game or yeah. or or film or music or yeah, everything is yeah agreed. Uh, James says history is written by the winners, and that's pretty much what's happened here because we're only—they're sure they're only interviewing the Marines involved in this. And um, Ferglin, nice one, Bass. How you doing, bud? Uh, nothing is wrong with the fact things are political. Exactly. Just because oh, yeah. you don't like them doesn't mean it shouldn't necessarily be in it, and it shouldn't be a hard experience. If you want to make something yeah, that's yeah. meant to be a hard experience, a hard experience, you, you got to make it a hard experience. I don't I, want to talk will, about it. I know hmm? this is not me trying to add a lighter tone yeah. something that's really serious but apparently mm. and i've put but there assassin's creed valhalla because mm-hmm. it's some of it's based in um around london yeah apparently that is actually reasonably historically accurate the assassin's creed games are all generally really so, good for that so you, it can be done mm. um i'm just pretty sure what a lot of military 
games miss out is that most armies died because of disease, hmm. and that just doesn't make it an exciting game. So, no, but it's, but the thing with Assassin's Creed is it's accurate in the sense of locations um, and things happening at locations. It's yeah, not necessarily it has time, a, yeah. and buildings yeah. and actually it has a very it has good, locations. It has a very good yeah. sense of time and place. Yeah. You know, Assassin's Creed Two, for example, is a is is phenomenal. I mean, you know, they they've made you know, putting like technocratic, um, uh, technocratic conspiracy mm. kind of theories into, um, you know, his- points of history and almost an art form by this point now, you know. Yeah, but- and all, all the super-powered alien stuff is, is really accurate. Yeah, and the, <laughs> yeah, um, the time-travelling exactly. assassins idea mm. happens all the time. Yeah, living your genetic memories. Yeah, of course, exactly. Of course that's fine. Just, just a bit of blood and, and you know, just... Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm a Renaissance assassin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on to the more fun stuff. Well, right, it's still shit, but it's fun, and we can we can we can dick on this. If you're still so, with us on the stream, by the way, yeah. it's going to get funny now. It will. I promise. From oh, right you now, said it now, nothing well, guarantees flat awkward funnier slash maybe going, slightly oh, more tragic. Really Bums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Justice League trailer? Yes. Oh, fuck a duck. Come on. Okay, I thought we said funny. Let's keep the tone light, right? <laughs> what was... I just don't How you look at the reviews and things of that film and go, do you know what that really needs? There's another two hours. So, so here's the issue I have with it, right? Joss Whedon wasn't the only problem with the Justice League film. No. Like... My, my main issue with it yeah. is the way it's being touted as an absolute victory by these screaming little knob noblets <laughs> the only reason it exists is yeah. so that hbo max has something exclusive to go on it yeah and something that and something will take that will up get idiots to subscribe without looking at anything else so is it actually going to be kind of split up as a series no or is it no 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 no, no Zack snyder is very what? specific about this this is a film this is a four over four hours on hbo max yeah apparently yeah and Why it looks would terrible. you do that to yourself? I mean, I, I was very confused watching the trailer. I was like, "What are they? Mm. What?" It, it yeah, feels what? like <laughs> they spent so much time trying to be edgy that they've forgotten to actually write a film. Was that Superman's cum face as well? I mean, probably. I mean, can, uh, we, can, we, can we take can we take a moment to remember, like, you know, their track record up to this point is not great. Uh, mm. and and you know this is this is just another nightmare waiting to happen really like suicide squad still feels pretty fresh uh, mm. you know <laughs> no but let's get from, that from guy back it looks like it looks like all the additional content is just cgi models punching each other <laughs> it just looks it looks <laughs> like it's trying think about so hard to, more, there's a mm, there's mm, a difference between making a film that's serious and making a film that's joyless and this just looks completely joyless like and for starters god everything looks gray and brown and dirty and horrible and like this is meant to be like an occasion that we should all be like this is um wonder woman and flash and batman and superman this is meant to be awesome and that robot dude and the fish guy yeah and the fish guy i forgot about the fish guy yeah of course Um, tom cruise um and tom cruise (laughs) (laughs) sorry <laughs> Dan Doesn't says, "Do you think Superman's no. suit is black because they make a special black suit for his funeral?" <laughs> Possibly, yeah. 
Like, it's, it's black because Zack Snyder wants everyone in as dark colours as possible. I mean, he come back... dark and edgy. Yeah. Come back, Jared Leto, you know, all is kind of forgiven. It's... You know? Oh, my God. Uh, but, Tom, we live in a society. Yep, live, yeah, we do. So, yeah, like, different. I... So, if, if it wasn't for the fact that then, after this, Zack Snyder's moving on to a historical retelling of King Arthur... Sake, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, the Guy Ritchie one was was definitive. Yeah, I mean that that nailed it pretty much, didn't mm. it? And no, I mean, to, like my my give a shitometer for the Justice League, whatever mm. the hell it is, Snyder Cut is sort of like absolute zero. I'm yeah, I'm kind of whatever. People that want to watch it and are really happy about this, I hope they go away very privately and watch it and enjoy it and don't talk to about it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, so we hope you do it very privately. I've got HBO Max. <clears throat> no, sorry, I haven't. Thinking about it. <sighs> You're going to alienate a large section of our, of oh, our it's, listeners. It's just that, uh, it's, I've, um, I, I frequently travel to America to watch HBO Max. That's all. There's well, that, that, that nothing actually moment. illegal about using a VPN. To oh, okay, then. Yeah, I've definitely country. got HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just more I haven't actually watched the original Justice League. I haven't even oh. watched Batman versus Superman. Okay. Because... They're, they're, I mean, they're bad. They're not even enjoyably bad. They're just bad. Yeah. Because I just remembered Russ's review of Batman versus Superman of basically two two toys going burst, burst, burst. It just, it just leaves you feeling confused and angry with a slight ringing in the ear. This is what the trailer did to me as well. It's like, mm. I'm really confused about this. I'm not angry. It's but... just so joyless. There's just nothing... Like... I don't like films that make me feel confused and angry. I mean, that's why I don't watch Inception anymore. I, I mean, as, aside from all that stuff as well, it's just a bad movie. Mm. It's poorly assembled. It's poorly written. It's confusing. Yeah. For a, you know, a blockbuster superhero movie, the plot doesn't make any sense. And not no. in the sort of fun way where it's like, oh, just don't worry about it. We're all having fun kind of way that a lot of the... Like a lot of the Marvel movies, plots don't really takes, make it's, sense it's, when you look at them. But it, you just literally don't understand what is going on. There's so much unearned pomposity in these films. Hmm. Like, oh, you just wouldn't get it. You're just not edgy enough. You just wouldn't understand. Get Batman loads of guns, for starters. And not like in Tim Burton's, whoops, we just put some uh, put some uh, chain cannons on uh, on his, bat, on his uh, bat wing. Why? Because it looks cool. Uh, is he going to use them to kill people? No, is he? I mean, he will kill a few people, yes, but you know, it, yeah, but, it's I mean, just like Bat- Batman's, Batman's dark got his like fingers crossed, or I wasn't looking at you rules for killing people. Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm sure they lived. Yeah, is 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 his rules now? But um, oh god, no. Um, Dan said we should we should all watch this together and just shit on it basically throughout the film. Uh, earlier in the week. I, I thought I mean, Dan was like, asking about watching the trailer and uh, shitting on it. <laughs> on the one hand, I would like thing, to yeah. do that, but also it means sitting there for four, four hours, cocking hours. Have a few beers. I don't know. It might don't be fun. Really have four I'm hours. Spare it. Can we not? Can we not just watch the extended edi- editions of the Lord of the Rings movies again instead? Oh, we should. Yeah, do that. I mean, I was going to say like our name, our podcast name, too much time on our hands, is meant to be an ironic. I mean, we literally don't. I don't have the. I don't have the time for this. <laughs> four hours? No, I don't have the time. If I've got four hours. I'm. I've got stuff to do. Yeah, my, you're watching four hours. My you spare time watch is too precious to waste on the yes. Snyder Cut. I'm not watching it. No, couldn't give a and shit. And also, the Snyder Cut. When the children have grown missing. up and left home, maybe. <laughs> the Snyder Cut is missing an end in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so some some comments regarding this. Uh, they tried to make the costume as black as possible in Man of Steel uh, without making it black. That's very true. It's so dark in Man of Steel when he's got his edgy beard as well. Yeah, that's... that's oh, God, I hate that. Uh, Bass says, I'll try HBO Max when they put up Dune. That's a good point. Um, Dan Is that going says, on there? I can see Justice League being as confusing and pointless as Batman vs Superman, only longer. Well... The problem is, the actual version of Batman vs Superman is the Blu-ray version, which is still shit as well. But I hate that as well. The idea that they go, oh, well, the version of the cinema wasn't the actual version. You've got to watch the actual version. Yeah, so you can't race it fairly. Yeah, it's like they're trying to patch movies. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you're not, you can't do that. Yeah. You're not Project Red. They just about got away with it with Blade Runner. Yeah. But no, come on. To be fair, CD Projekt Red are having a bit of trouble patching <laughs> Cyberpunk. I mean, <laughs> CD Projekt Red are having a very bad year <laughs> in yeah. general. Um, okay, uh, speaking of not great things, God, this is so negative at the moment. I promise, there's no. Just to warn anyone, there's no stories about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles this week. So, oh. Oh, although although we although I did say that was going to become something that we used in the podcast, was yeah. like you know this may be bad, but at least it's not. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle blowing up in your living room bad. Can mm. I just ask him, are they meant to... I haven't looked them up, you see. Are they meant to smell of her vag? Yeah, apparently I, so. I, I don't... I, well, I, I don't know. Maybe? Yes. <laughs> I think it's ironic. However, it's they're like, made from grenades. So, yes. uh, yeah. Yes. There's a Chris out, Martin joke there somewhere. It turns out that there. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina is the bomb. <laughs> maybe that's oh, what fix you about you're an awful human yeah yes anyway moving on Dan so nothing funny then yeah, no, no, no. Um, no, no, not this week let's keep hey. shitting on Warner Brothers shall we um, you're in the wrong place they uh, have managed to patent their nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor which is just bad news for the video games industry you, um, you, you're, you're just now and gremlin in again. What, what so the, the nemesis system is the idea that you go up against like a variety of different bosses, and if they defeat you, they get higher in the ranking and they become better. And if you defeat them, they're replaced by another one. And it's all I think it's procedurally, gen- procedurally generated. The bosses, yeah. okay, and they do the a variety of different them, things. It's a really like, cool system that loads of other teams should be able to use. I because mean, I'm not more, being funny, you Warner. Them, if the, you take that more... out of your game, you've just stolen everything from Assassin's Creed. So. Which you okay, know you so can the, because that's you, how video games work. Um, a patent is like for a specific piece of code or something. Is it? So if mm. somebody else can work out another way of doing the same thing, then they'd, they'd be able to get around it. Yeah, but I'd imagine Warner it's will. Um, the idea is that it's meant to be like they. I listened to Mike Bithell talking about this, which is that he used um, the movement system from one other game for one of his games. I can't remember which one it was, and he goes, "I didn't go up to them and ask for it." There was just a, a GDC talk on this on getting people to use other systems because that's what video games are. You're building on other systems. Like if you, t- everything is built on something else that someone has well, yeah, done if, at if, some if point. If they were all built from scratch, yeah, none of them would ever get made. Well, they wouldn't get made. Hmm. And at some point, you'd cross over into something. Like you shouldn't be able to patent these systems now. Copywriting. Um, 
something so like copywriting like lord of the rings so someone else can't just make a lord of the rings game fine i kind of get that intellectual properties that's the word i was looking for wasn't it so this happens with engine licensing yeah, but, so but with the all the... very different isn't it to, <clears throat> yeah to tom, copyright tom i was l- l- these two are just talking over you <laughs> say your piece no, all I was saying was like this is this is the thing that happens with engine licensing. Mm. Like you know, take its yeah. engines, mm. um, Quake engines, Quake Two, you know, all the way up. People have been using them, modifying them, adding scripting. You know, for instance, um, Half Life is built on modified Quake engine, mm. um, and it's stuff that Valve built onto it. Yeah, that was only possible because of the engine. Yeah, that in my opinion, I think is is stuff that should be allowed to almost be used by anyone because it's because it's only possible for yeah. that to work with it. And if it if there's if there's a sort of a licensing way that you can do this, like mm-hmm. I mean, if Valve, you know, created something heavily, you know, heavily modified something, created some scripting that worked, mm-hmm. but only would work with the Quake engine, then surely sharing that is best for the industry as a whole, and therefore should be more free and easy to kind of yeah. swap between mm. developer houses. So actually kind of taking a system like this that is probably built on and able to be created because of the engine that it's yeah. using, to make that a proprietary thing by patenting it, I feel is is one of the worst practices of, 100%. of the developer um, community these days. Exactly. And, 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 and you, look at the fact that, you look at the fact that, that the combat mechanics are pretty much exactly the same as Assassin's Creed. And you can only do that because Ubisoft haven't patented like anything from Assassin's the combat mean, system from Assassin's Creed. Patents are for like it is it is quite difficult mm. to sort of patent something like that because you can't really point at a diagram of it and say this is how yeah. it you know works and nobody else is allowed to do the same thing. So there's, yeah. there's probably ways around it. Yeah. It's like the Lego brick, isn't it? It's like the Lego brick. To play to like slightly play devil's advocate, you can understand companies wanting to protect their investments that they've made in things, cost a lot of money to develop these and you know, you don't want to plow all that investment into something only see other people fuck off with it. But you know, you look at what um uh it's unity isn't it you can just mm. go on their website and download unity yeah. and start mm. playing with it and it's free and you only have to start paying for it when you start selling games made with it that hit certain um volumes the, the so basically prob- it was when you start making money out of it you have to pay for it which strikes me as perfectly reasonable the problem you've got is if everyone patented every system from a video game then no video games would get made so no, like I think, I think you've are, got to be as, it. you've got to be a good neighbor with this. Like you, you can't just you can't just like all the yeah. Samsung and Apple have been having loads of archipelage about this. You yeah. can, you can't patent something that's just like a concept. You can't patent yeah. the idea of hitting someone with a sword or jumping or things like that. But that but that there is a system nebulous. behind that that you probably in the same way as the Nemesis system could patent if you wanted to. But it's, mm. it seems a bit because you, all you need to do is just not release the source code. You don't need to patent something if it's not mm. out there in the wild. Mm. In fact, when you do patent something, you have to write down how you did it. For, for me, yeah. it's it's slightly concerning that they are that concerned about everyone else making games that could be influenced by this game, that they don't have enough good ideas to be able to keep up with that. So, hang on, this is Warner Brothers who have patented the... Yes. or attempt, Has the patent actually gone yeah. through, or is it just submitted the patent? No, it's just gone through. So it's an interesting well, that means one. You can actually, actually find the patent. You can mm. actually, therefore, the patent. Th- oh, even this is even 
this is stupid mm. because the patent is only valid for a certain length of time yeah. as well. So yeah. they've only got rights to that and they will only be specifically mm. within that patent for a set period of time. Patents are good because it protects you for a period of time. But after that, it is freely available mm. and people then don't necessarily have to give you money. Yeah, but the problem that I kind of understand that the, it's video games, so everything moves incredibly quickly with video games. Mm. So, like, but, I mean, you they're, only they're need it to be taking that gamble, haven't they? You only need it to be patented, and other people, other teams, not to use it for as long as you're planning on using it, basically. And that's well, so, if you've already, comes if you've already done the thing yeah. and you've done the game, mm. you can probably be quite comfortable in the fact that anyone who tries to copy your game and do mm. the same thing that you've done is probably being quite unoriginal and probably won't earn the plaudits that you did because you did the thing that was original. So it's almost like, I mean, look, I agree. I'm, I'm one of those people who, who genuinely agrees that um, without emulation and mm. without people kind of copying and stuff like that, you can't develop because people develop ideas and that's, that's how things yeah. progress and thinking changes and stuff like that. But with things like this, it, it feels a bit, I don't know. Yeah. Here's, don't here's, worry about it. Like, here's, um, here's a quote the, from Mike Bithell, and I love Mike Bithell. Thomas Was Alone is one of my all-time favourite games. Uh, this is really gross, especially for a franchise that built its brilliant nemesis system on top of a whole heap of mechanics replicated from other games. There we go. Exactly. So there we go. It's that shit. Perfect. Perfect. Just it. one other thing. Yep. Microsoft have all the monies. What? So, like, Microsoft have all the monies, and yes patenting it means that you might get some of the monies because someone can come to you and ask for it under license and that it's just a way of them guaranteeing that they get some of the monies or more likely we won't see another another uh company use the nemesis system for a while which is bad for gamers yeah that that's more likely i would say i don't know i think i'll just get bought out actually Mm -hmm. more now well, no, I am out, boys. The, the license yeah, but for if, it. if there's no money, if, 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 if it's easier and makes you more money to just not use it, games companies will just not use it. Um, moving on. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Casting no. for Ellie and Joel in The Last of Us TV series has been announced. Mm. And I could not, I could not, think of a better person right now to play joel than yeah pedro pascal pedro pascal yes. yeah. i'm looking up uh bella ramsey uh, she was in Brilliant. game of thrones apparently i didn't watch game of thrones so i don't know but was, was she yeah. um leanna mormon yes uh, she yes. was yes yeah. <laughs> she, she was like a yeah she was she was like a fan favorite she was very cool she's like an eight-year-old so that let, let's get out of our head that the person that plays Joel needs to be a carbon copy of Joel. Needs to look exactly like him. And sound like Troy Baker. And sound like Troy <clears throat> Baker. Let's just... Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yes. It always amazes me when people get upset about this stuff because, yeah. like, do you not know how films work? Yeah. We, you don't fucking clone and create someone to look exactly a certain way. They've got, you know, they can do this thing called acting mm. and they've got hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah it's one surprises well, like the, the whole last of us being made into a film surprises me and yet it doesn't surprise me um in the sense that um someone said he does have a history with severe head trauma 
<laughs> I, I know that reference. Um, so, um, like, if you play The Last of Us, it is basically playing a film. Like, it's not like Telltale playing a film. You actually have to do stuff in this, but it is so cinematic. That yeah. I get the feeling all they're going to do is replicate what they did in the game into a TV series. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I think I think The Last of Us 2... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say one of the best games I've ever played. Really enjoyed it from start to finish. Mm. Some of the more interesting sections probably didn't include Joel and Ellie so mm. much. Um, but I think what I missed was the was the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Mm. Um, you know, you buy into that by the end of Last of Us and you almost, colli- you, you almost collude with Joel to a point to, you know, the things he does to rescue yeah. Ellie at the end of it. And you kind of go, well, he did it for the right reasons, you know, and stuff like that. But actually... Piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's an arsehole. He's a horrible, horrible individual. Yeah. He's done some really awful things. And, and he even says at the end of the, the first game, he says when you're trying to survive, you have to find things to fight for. It's mm. a very selfish thing he does. Yeah. Um, you know, he's literally using, he's putting all of his hopes for survival on Ellie. And yeah. that's a lot of pressure on her shoulders and it explains it. You know, blah, blah, blah. But you, I think what's, what is nice are the moments of their relationship that you do see glimpses yeah. of happiness. And someone actually points out, there's, there's a guy, Noah Gervais, mm. on, who I've said, who I've spoken about before um, on, on this, that does really good youtube channel where he does really deep dive analysis of games and he said actually if you think about what you're watching their trip across america in the first game is over a year and yet the little chapters that you play take place over the course of maybe 48 hours in individual places so there's so it's only really like you know a couple of days of the year here a couple of days of the year here a couple of days of the year here and a couple of days towards the end is really the only times you see them Mm. and their relationship changes and becomes more familiar as you progress through the game and i think people kind of want to see almost what happens between the end of the last game and the beginning of the second you know there's like three to four there's three to five years i think in between those games and there's a lot of opportunities a lot of stories and actually i think you know we've we've done zombies before Mm. you know walking dead and things like that but Mm. i i still feel like the the very close historical nature well, very close kind of like time period that it's all set in gives it a little bit more of fresh kind of relevance and yeah i don't know i think yeah. it's going to be quite exciting yeah yeah be interesting like i think this, I think this could be the first it. good well it's gonna be a tv show isn't it not yeah. a tv show yeah but it could be the first live action video game thing that's you know good fingers crossed yeah it's got two good actors playing the key parts so uh, they could just remake the games and it would be good basically if they wanted to because the the story in those games are excellent is excellent so i mean if i had my way it would be it would be random moments that happen between things like they almost reference like something that's happened in the game as happening Mm. two weeks ago and you sort of catch up with them on their trek across america in the from the first game you know that that would be awesome little vignettes of things that we didn't see in the months between I mean, so I've, I've not played it but it does sound like there's quite a good scope for that sort of thing yeah yeah 100 cool. if we've learned anything from adapting video games into tv and movies yeah what is fun to play isn't fun to watch yeah mm-hmm. so when you're looking for a property to adapt it shouldn't be because people enjoyed playing it necessarily mm. 
It should be because there's powerful characters and story there that you can actually do interesting things with. I'm trying mean, to just uh, slavishly recreate stuff what happened on the game mm. on the film is awful. It's expanding around what couldn't necessarily work or be included within the game. Yeah, and that's why Super go. Mario Brothers works so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on. Uh, Richard Armitage, Sheila Atim, and Joseph Fiennes to star in 2000 AD audiobook adaptations. This is on the 2000 AD now. website. We're doing this now. Um, yeah, the Handmaid's Tale, Shakespeare in Love star Joseph Fiennes will star as legendary future lawman Judge Dredd, a new series of audiobook adaptations from Penguin Random House and 2000 AD. Uh, the Underground but Railroad. This is mega. This is, well, mega city. <laughs> mega um, city. The, the, the Underground Railroad's. Sheila Atom will play the lead in the adaptation of Ballad of Halo Jones, uh, Alan Moore and Ian Gibson's groundbreaking feminist space opera, while The Hobbit's Richard Armitage and his Dark Materials' Nina Sosanya uh, will star in Dan Abnett's and INJ Colbard's Col- Space Noir Brink. These are all coming yeah. as audiobooks with uh, these incredible soundscapes, which I'm quite excited yeah, they're, about. They're, they're like full dramatic productions. They're not, they're not yeah. just narrated audiobooks, are they? They are acted and with full-on think scores in, and and foley effects and in the same massive, vein as the yeah. lord of the bbc lord of the rings adaptation yeah that yeah i mean the other series. one that comes to mind is the wolverine one the wolverine podcast that was released where it's it is like your it is like they've mic'd up wolverine basically <laughs> it is it's incredibly immersive it's really really good so well worth a well worth a listen if you get a chance to that. So, yeah, I think this yeah, is absolutely mega. So I've, I've not read I've not read all of these, so I'm quite looking forward to um, to exploring these as a way of, of catching up with them. There's a particularly good social media and PR campaign actually surrounding it at the moment. Some really nice, mm. some really really nice work actually has gone into it. They've 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 clearly got uh, an eye for the property that they're working with at the moment and seem to seem to have a really good handle on the kind of visuals and and eye-catching uh sort of graphics that i think people who have read these books and, and are now going to listen to them like this will really appeal to them that's so, yeah it's pretty cool 2018 has been a missed opportunity for for so long now like it mm-hmm. is inspired so many of the um the slightly more indie centric comics that we've seen turned into adaptations of tv series like the boys for example like the umbrella mm. academy yeah, the, the boys is very 2000 ad isn't it yeah exactly hugely yeah. influenced and like you wouldn't get it's, ver- it's, it's been colossally influential in comics history well vertigo exists because um vertigo exists because dc went to 2000 ad and took a ton of their writers over to work on DC projects that eventually then worked on Vertigo projects with yeah. a variety of other uh, of the slightly weirder writers, I suppose, in um, in America <laughs> as well. Like you wouldn't get Vertigo without 2000 AD. So you literally wouldn't get some of these properties that have been made into TV series without 2000 AD. And I, I say, I think yeah. like we got a really good Dread film. We got a really bad Dread film as well. Um, so we do, we do have a really good dread film, but it's a very, it's a very different th- interpretation yeah. of dread. It doesn't. It's not the two thousand and AD dread. No. Really, the Carl Urban one. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, but it's it's different. You know, um, the Mega City one looks different. The whole yeah. vibe of it is different. And we're. Um, I, I think they did. They did. 
what they needed to do and they did it excellently yeah. and if they mm. tried to do full-on straight from the page mm. to the screen i mean they didn't have the budget for a, for a start and you end up with sylvester Stallone with a golden chicken on his arm yes <laughs> which is just <sighs> utter bollocks and yeah. we get, we're apparently getting a duncan jones directed uh, rogue trooper as well which should be really good love rogue trooper so i mean so, so nice. like shy of that this is about as close as we're going to get at least for a bit and I think it lends itself really well to this. So they're, they're doing America and the Pits for the, the Dread ones, yeah. aren't they? Mm. I've not, I've not read. I've read America. It's amazing. Yeah, that was the. It was in the came out in about nineteen ninety, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's quite old now. I've read America. I've, read I've, I've not. I've not read the Pit. I can watch I'm that. To read that as well. Um, and I did read the Horned God a really long time yeah. ago. I need to reread it. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's that. really cool. Some four really good. I mean, it's just really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Hope you will see some more of this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Wolfer said, "Wolverine: The Long Night" was a very well done audiobook. If that's the one you're on about, that is the exact one I'm on about. Yes, that is really, really good. Definitely worth a listen. So yeah, uh, we're, we're going to have more on this 2000 AD stuff um, coming up at some point soon. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but keep you listening. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, so put that date in your diary. Yeah, some point soon ish, yeah. Yeah. Um Microsoft have announced uh the new games coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire is coming there. Killer Queen Black hits Game Pass and on the cloud. Code Vein hits Game Pass on PC. Oh god, skip to the ones that are gonna mean anything Wreckfest, to me. Uh Dirt Five is coming to Game Pass. PC and cloud, and that's good news for me because I was going to buy that game, so I'm not going to now. Okay. So there's that. That's is there anything else? Yeah. Is Wreckfest that driving game with the incredibly realistic destruction physics? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that, it looks really good fun, that. It does, yeah. Uh, Xbox is inviting disabled gamers to help test new accessibility features. A big struggle for gaming accessibility, according to TechRadar. Uh, continuing its notable commitment to inclusive, inclusivity uh, in the games industry, Xbox is set to launch a new program which will allow players with disability to test accessibility options in upcoming games. And the idea is then they feed back to Xbox and see what can be improved and what they can do better. This is really good from Xbox. They've done a it great is job. Good. It's good to see them actually it take... I mean, I know it's still not... You know, it's not perfect yet, but mm. I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And it's good to see... Like... Microsoft, they can, they have the power to sort of set standards that, mm. you know, if you want your game to be on the Xbox, it has to include a certain level of accessibility features. They can, they can set that and mandate it. Yeah. And it probably would be good if they, if they did, you know, you see a lot, a lot of games have got things like, um, you know, like different options for people with different levels of, um, of color blindness or mm. chromatic. What's it called? There's a proper word for it. I can't remember what it's yeah. called, but, um, you know, it's 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 far from standard at the moment. You you see it in some games, but you don't see it in others, and that's just one tiny aspect of it. You know, support for for non-standard controllers. That amazing accessible controller they did a couple of years ago. It's a good example mm. of that. But there's all sorts of things you can get, oh, yeah, making sure they're supported. Yeah, it's a really good idea, and and it's it's adaptable to be used with every system as well. Mm. And apparently, Microsoft will tell you how to do it. So, like. I mean, it's so, so, it's so great. It's this really is great. this is the kind of thing that really makes the difference yeah. for me. This this is this is this is wonderful. It's because it's because fundamentally, like you know, there are there are issues with games at the moment and and how 
protagonists are portrayed and how it might not necessarily be um, always, you know, on the money when it comes to sort of gender politics and things like that. Mm. But one of the things that we are all vulnerable to as humans is disability, losing limbs, mm. you know, or some awful, awful thing that allows you or, or, or prevents you from playing games and, and, mm. and escapism and, and being able to access these wonderful works of art that people put together. Any company that stands up and says, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to make sure that pretty much any human, no matter what their situation, no matter what has happened to them, will be able to play games and interact mm. with other people who play games. And, and it's like, you know, it's like when, when you said, Russ, it's about establishing standards. Mm. I, I believe it's as much about establishing standards as it is about presenting a level playing field mm. for everyone. Um, and anything that promotes that kind of level of inclusivity is is tremendous. I think it's really, really nice. It's very easy to get passionate about that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very cool. Speaking of passionate about things, we're getting an Alien TV series. Uh, very interesting. Ridley Scott sets to team mm. up with Legion of Fargo showrunner Noah Hawley for an Alien show in development on Hulu. I thought there was already an Alien show. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, it's called The Expanse. Uh, um, so that's got a lot to live up to. Here's here's my first piece of advice that, that and not that anyone gives a shit. Don't don't start listening. talking about The Expanse being like Alien because that'll make Tom even less likely to watch it. It is like Alien though. It's good, don't though. tell him that. Let him discover it for himself, <laughs> and then in a few weeks he can yeah. come on the pod and be like, "Guys, I've got this really hot take on The Expanse. It's a bit like Alien, isn't it?" <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. It's like Alien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Um, I wouldn't know. Anyway, I wouldn't know. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the Alien TV show. Not- yeah, sure thing. Uh, so, details beyond... Um, Hang on, you had advice. You, for, you huh? said you had advice. You said, I want oh, yeah. this advice. Yeah, uh, don't let Ridley Scott write this in any way, shape or form. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, no, kind, of, he's yeah. kind of on probation a bit at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, like he didn't write Alien either, did he? Someone's going to correct me on this. I know that for a fact, whether it's you or someone in the chat. But I'm pretty certain he didn't actually write the actual script for Alien, right? Uh, oh, fucking hell, no. Uh, I might be wrong. I think it was written by someone and then rewritten first? by someone else. But no, no, no Dean Foster really wrote the novelization, but it was written It was written from the original yeah. script, which is why a lot of it is... Like, for instance, the, the description of the facehugger in yeah. Alan Dean Foster's novel is yeah. based on H.R. Geiger's first... Yeah. design of it before it became yeah. the actual Cock and balls with legs, yeah. Yeah, it, it was Dan O'Bannon. That's the one, yeah. He Dan wrote O'Bannon. the original one and then it was rewritten afterwards. So, um, I'm pretty certain... Um, in fact, don't even let him direct it. Just like, get him involved <laughs> as like an advisor. Um, he, so just because cause, uh, Ridley Scott directed Alien Covenant, that's all the information they need. It's a little bit like if they announced there was going to be a new yeah. Star Wars movie written and directed by George Lucas. You just yeah. think, ah! Uh, one of the things, uh, uh, one of the yeah. things that's mentioned about uh, the reason why Alien works so well is um, that you genuinely care about all the characters. It gives you enough time to genuinely start caring about all the characters yeah. before they all start dying. And one of the things I hated about Alien Covenant was the fact that I genuinely didn't give a shit about any of those characters. So... Like and with those, a TV series, those you can establish did that stupid things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Go, if you go, watch, if you've never watched Alien, yeah, watch Alien, and that is a master. <laughs> that, that is a masterpiece in in horror. And it, I mean, for me, the thing that I love most about it is what Alien Isolation was incredibly good at mm-hmm. doing, which is establishing a world and mm-hmm. building a used future. 
um, you know, with big chunky CRT monitors and, and like proper light phone handsets and shit all yeah, over the, the first place. Thing to do that as well, really. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was it was really good, and I think I think the problem that I think a lot of people have with things like Alien Covenant and even Prometheus and films like that is that it's set way before mm. this vision of the used future that we have know we know and love from the Alien universe, mm. and it didn't even it didn't seem to even make any effort to 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 fit into that world that had been created. So it, it just that they, they yeah, always feel it's the Star Trek Discovery problem. I just, exactly, they couldn't resist making stuff look cool. No, exactly. Like the Prometheus um, ship itself is like all holograms and flashing lights and shit like that. And it's like that's not that's not <laughs> you know it's not what it's all that's, about. I can look past that if they make a good film. Well, yeah, <laughs> but right. that, that's the, if, if it's the a, if it's problem. a good film, then I can look past it, and they yeah. didn't. So yeah, people, um, people have been saying about this series that it's hopefully going to blend some of the first film's atmosphere and world building with sort of runaway action of the second film. Yeah. Um, which to be fair, if they manage to pull it off, I'm in, yeah. uh, but probably easier to do over the form of a, a series than a film. Yeah. Cause you, if you try to do a film like that, it'd just be shit. It's uh, why have you seen the, uh, the purge TV series? Well, I, I really oh. like the purge films cause I think cause you're a dangerous psychopath. Yeah. Raging psychopath. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, that's the reference. Although we might have another reference in a minute, actually thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but, but the Purge TV series works because it's like all these different stories told like at a slower pace. And the series mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of really quite good. Um, so a couple of things from Jack, who is another alien fan. You, you'd get on really well with Jack Todd. Um, it says Dan O'Bannon and another dude. I can't remember the other dude's name. We remember Dan O'Bannon, but not the other dude. Oh, right? it was Rob. I love Rob's, another dude. Uh, it, was, it was Walter someone? I want to say. No, it was, um, uh, uh, it was Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shissett. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. Uh, apparently he says this one looks like it's going to be set on Earth as well. It is. Hmm. Uh, and people are actually asking, the big question people are asking is, is where and how the xenomorphs fit into that? Because, hmm. of course... You know, that's the iconic bit. Well, I'm sure it. we'll get a whole series of, of explanation in, for that. The whole first series before we even see a xenomorph will be uh, will be an explanation. It's got to be it's got to be better than mad androids scooped out someone's insides and genetically tinkered until they made a xenomorph. Like, yeah. I mean, fucking hell. How how that's how to ruin one of the greatest yeah. like <laughs> one of the greatest film monsters ever is to I mean. Oh, and I, you know, I'm actually quite a big fan of Michael Fassbender, and I mm. think he fucking sleepwalked through that film. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. It, oh, fucking oh, it really fucks me off that film. Every time I think about it, I just get really <laughs> angry about it. It's... So I, I think about Alien Covenant, and then I think about Blade Runner 2049, where where Ridley Scott was involved, but not as involved. And I think mm. about how good a job uh, Denis Villeneuve did with Blade Runner 2049. And how the Alien films could be better if Ridley Scott just went, maybe you guys should do a bit more of this. Yeah, just just be an executive producer. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the classic term of executive producer, sit on a chair and just watch people do it. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, your last effort was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, you um, ruined what you started. So, you know, yeah. it's not fair. Basically, it's George Lucas all over again. Dan even says, I was excited for the Alien TV series until I heard Ridley Scott would still be involved. Ah. Um, well, and apparently, uh, Wreckfest is a demolition 
derby style game. Kind of in yeah, on that. I, I, Sounds I, I, good. I have, to, I have to get that. It's yeah. quite good fun. Okay. You're a bit of a connoisseur of the destructomatic sort of game, aren't you? Yeah, I, I do quite enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Duncan, take it away with this one. Netflix is turning iconic series Red Ball into a TV show. Yay! There we can move on. <laughs> I don't know if how many people uh, read the Brian Jacks uh, series. It's it's watership down without being quite as dark and with swords and okay. armored badges badges as knights it's great <laughs> it's it's a great fantasy admittedly a lot of people when i've been reading up about this going oh yeah i used to love it i can't remember a plot of any of the books apart from red wall was a monastery run by mice and they had to rescue there was lots of rescue missions. The good guys always won. So it's starting off, apparently it's starting off as a feature film and then there's going to be a series. Um, now, there was a, in the 90s an animated series, which was really quite cool. Um, but kind of think of... Uh, apparently it was all based on Brian Jack's experience in the Second World War. Hmm. Um, or a lot of it was uh, from the Second World War. Um, but mice, squirrels, and badgers and rabbits are often the good guys. Mm. Um, I think there might actually be an evil rabbit in it. But anyway, there is good rabbits, maybe bad rabbits. Foxes, rats, and weasels often are the villains, and there are some great villain names. And I'm pretty excited because it was a good fantasy-like mm. series. Woodland creatures as basically monks, knights, and fighting for what's right and what's good and protecting an abbey. And I'm just, you know, one of, one of the cool ones was, uh, what, Salamandersrun, which the book cover had a badger as it plated knight, like a paladin for D&D stuff. So if you, when you were a teenager or younger, it's a really nice way of getting into, it was a good way of getting into fantasy without having to go Lord of the Rings. Because actually, when you're little, probably in primary school or 10, reading The Hobbit and then jumping to Lord of the Rings is a bit of a jump. Mm. Whereas... Yeah, I, do, I, 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 I remember literally doing that. And then the, just the physical size of the book of The Lord of the Rings was quite intimidating when you are nine. They're yeah. fucking singing again. Mm. <laughs> just this, I mean, this sounds... I've, I've got no... I, I, I never read the books, but it does sound very interesting. Mm. Do, we know, do you know how they're doing it? Is this full CG? Is it... I... Guys I in suits? I haven't got it. any more information apart from a lot of people excited because I, I remember this. This was really cool. Can't remember the plots. I'd be surprised um, if it wasn't in some way animated considering it's about, like... Animals. I animals. think it's going to be all animation. I don't, don't know if it's part of me is really hoping that it's just some mice with little tinfoil suits of armor on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, I don't know how much armor is. It's, it's like uh, someone going to save. It's not even the founding of the monastery. It's, it's trying to save people, this population from an evil ruler. Funnily enough, uh, which is usually the way. So, Red Wall was the very first book, and it was a whole series of books. That ran from 1988 until 2011. Nice. So there was it was a huge collection. Mm. Um, lots to work from them. Yeah, lots to work from. Mm. It's got a lot of people excited, um, and I'm I'm quite excited. But I haven't got a clue how they're going to do it. 
Um, but I think it'll be a nice bit of escapism. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is what you Mitch, want. From you had me at little badger for JJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what! Oh, what a segue! We're getting a new Gremlins film. <laughs> secrets of Secrets of the Mogwai. Um, this is G four, baby. It's going to be de- debut on HBO Max. Uh, I'm hopefully Star Magic Jackson's been involved in this. Star as well. Magic Jackson Junior. Junior, sorry, yeah, Star Magic Jackson Junior's been involved in this one. Was it now be? Uh, Star Magic Jackson the third. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. If he's had kids, yeah. Or senior, then I suppose. Then wouldn't it? Be? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be set in nineteen twenty Shanghai and chronicle the story of uh, the Gremlins cam- character Mister Wing. He's the guy who runs the shop at the start as a ten-year-old oh, really? meeting a young Mogwai named Gizmo. So it's going to be like a gritty origin story. Yeah, I, I hope so. Well, if we need the origin stories of that, we're going to need the origin stories of. Uh, of uh, lightning gremlin, of smart uh, gremlin, 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 vegetable gremlin, gremlin, gremlin. gremlin. yeah, yeah. <laughs> vegetable gremlin, yeah, yeah. googly eye gremlin, and no, also gremlin both. whose sole purpose in this movie is to look it's dumb as, as fuck. fuck. <laughs> Isn't it science <laughs> gremlin as well, guys? Don't if you watch gremlin. this, but before you watch this, spend five minutes watching Key and Peele's Gremlins two sketch. We say it every week. This is one of my favourite things in the world. But it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now we've got to go and put some horses in Back to the Future 3. uh... (laughs) Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. sorry. Horses. (laughs) Not just horses. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Cowboys, Tom. How could you be so stupid? (laughs) This this one's for Duncan because I know he's watched it. Uh, Bridgeton star uh, Reggie Jean Page is cast in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I've watched Bridgerton. Have Brilliant. you? Mm. Yeah, excellent. He is super hot. Yeah. Is, is, he, he, is he the Duke? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, he is How, He is legit. He's yeah. ridiculously hot. He, could, very, he should be nice Bond as well. Yeah, that's a good shout. He is... He's a beautiful man. Really, really beautiful. There are too many beautiful men in that. It is... Yeah. Though Emma also is very pleased because she likes him and Lord Bridgerton. And, um, yeah... No hope for Tubby Man here. But anyway, yes. <laughs> Excellent. What's he going to be in the new... What, what's the new D&D movie? It's a new D&D movie. So far, it's got two people in it, and that's Chris Pye yeah. and him. So, so he's yeah. going to be the a dungeon. D- the last um, D&D movie was a bit small, wasn't it? I've been slightly corrected, and correctly so. Uh, Jack has pointed out that it's actually an animated series called Secrets of the Mogwai. I just got carried away with the idea of talking about... Um, Star Magic Jackson Jr. and the uh, Gremlins 2 sketch, oh, so it's, so. It's, not, it's not a film at all? No. TV series, uh, animated. Resign in disgrace, Daniel. But, you know, nope. in, his later, in his later life, Star Magic Jackson Jr. probably might, you know, made a transition to TV at yeah. some point. Maybe well, I'm worse. 90% certain Star Magic Jackson Jr. is still involved, yes. Definitely. Um, quick fire news? Got? Huh? Let's do some quickfire news. Yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online surprises players with biggest 2021 update so far. Interesting. Um, I say this because I know there's a couple of people in the chat that I've been playing Red Dead Redemption Online with, and it's really good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a whole load of new systems. Check it out. Um, load of new missions. It's me kind of saying that we should probably get back into it, if anything. But uh, I've also been playing Sea of Thieves, which is really good fun as well. So, But yes, Red Dead Redemption 2 online good fun uh ryan johnson's <laughs> star wars trilogy is still in the works 
Good. Good. Yeah, that's exciting. Let him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple, Last Jedi was arguably the best of the series. It was, I yep. think. Yeah. Yeah. I, they should just, they should just run it past J.J. Abrams before doing anything. And if he yep. absolutely fucking hates it, then just green just go for it. it. Don't change anything. Yeah. Nailed perfect. it. Yeah. Um, uh, five back catalogue Xbox games have been given an FPS boost up to two times as fast, or two times as fast, up to four times as fast, apparently. Uh, Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Super Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. In, like, a bid to show the the power of the new Xbox, basically. Which you still can't buy anywhere. Which you can still can't buy anywhere. I've got one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's dead on, Ross. That's exactly how it sounds. That 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 felt unnecessary, really. (laughs) I'm honest with you. That felt unnecessary. Yeah, that yeah. felt entirely yeah. necessary. Um, let's turn the Disney Plus advert off. We're getting Disney Plus Star, which is basically them going, you know all that shit we bought a Fox? Here it is. There's some good stuff on there, isn't there? Yeah, Atlanta's amazing. on there. Yeah. Um, Grey's Anatomy, season one to 15. Yeah. 24, though. I'll watch the first three seasons of 24 again. Oh, God, 24 is so yeah. addictive. If, uh, honestly, they, what they need to do is set up a way where you can just cut out all the irrelevant shit from a series of 24. <laughs> you get it done in a quarter of the time and it'd be much better. Yeah. So the inevitable mole inside CTU, yeah. the relationship difficulties, the drama with his daughter, it's so ob- when you watch them, and especially when you watch them back to back, it is so obvious that they just needed to fill half an hour every now and then. Yeah. So, and there's always like a whole plot that just goes nowhere and it's just designed to tie everyone up for a bit i'm quite that's excited the, that's why the london one was really good but it mm. wasn't it wasn't 24 hours where's I'm quite... the i mean what sorry tom just quickly no, no you go ahead where's the bit in 24 where they just spend like half an hour on the loo because let's face it we it, it must go in the breaks the, yeah the there is road. i think there is one episode in the first series where it comes back after a break and you see jack coming out of the bog yeah the, 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 what happens you see him waking up after he's had a nap Mm. so yeah but yeah i'm quite what, excited by the fact it's got scrubs modern yep. family lie to me is on there as has been pointed out by jack all the alien films as well yeah, yeah absolutely oh, nice. uh it's, it's very cool uh die hard 2 they seem to be extremely happy about being on there it was the best one isn't it mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> it's nice to see some stuff being added to an existing service mm. rather than having to subscribe to yet another fucking thing yeah it's like they've she, finally added all the other lot. bump that you might watch just yeah. um, we just did a, a week's trial of uh, Apple TV. Now yeah. that you can get, you, know, you can finally get the Apple TV Plus app on the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so we ploughed through all of uh, Ted Lasso and Mythic Quest, mm. and they're both really good. Nice. Did you watch uh, Mythic Long Quest? Way... Bit of a slow start, but it gets it gets really really good. Did you watch Long Way Up with our? I've, I've, I've got that. It? I've got that on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, everything already. <laughs> Big fan, big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan, big fan. Yeah, loads of stuff. Uh, apparently about- also, Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith are going to be in the D&D film as well. Cool. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I can't form a picture of what this is going to be like. This I'm film, hoping yeah. it's going to be based on the cartoon. Yeah. With uh, weird little creepy Updated dungeon master fella. Hmm? Uh, I mean, come on. The, D- the dungeon master has to be voiced by... Matt Mercer because well, it be... has to be the the little fella little fella with the um the bald spot. <gasps> American Dad. Yeah, and Family Guys on there as well. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, American Dad nowadays is so much better than uh, Family Guy. Kind of lost interest in him, if I'm honest with you. But but it's nice that it's something else to to watch. I'd imagine things like Futurama, like every, all the series up to uh, there's the Comedy Central. Uh, it, ones will be on it'd be nice ones. to be able to get Futurama in proper HD. Oh, to be fair, it's on um, it's on Amazon already. Futurama. I mean, but, yeah. Is there is there a better American Dad joke than when Roger gives Dan a card, uh, Stan a card, to go to an acting uh, teacher, and it just he literally just goes, was it, it was something like Henry Meyer Junior. acting coach? Mm. This is you, isn't it? I mean, I'm going to show up there, and it's going to be you. And Roger just goes, strong possibility. <laughs> 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 that i think is all the news i've got well that's oh. not true there's some one division news but if you want to catch up on the one division news you need to listen to um the other oh, good podcast i do the other, wandering one division which is me terry and steve talking shit about one division is getting very good at what like very 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 good what is one division yeah, yeah, it's great. I, was talking about your I thought podcast. you meant the Wandering One Division podcast. <laughs> yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> As if I've listened to that. <laughs> uh, a couple of comments. Uh, apparently, the Nintendo Directs just started. Uh, Jax's Fall Guys is heading to Switch, which is quite cool. That like game is made for the Switch. Yeah, but it'll be about forty-five quid on the Switch, won't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Bass says he would love the D and D film if it was based on the cartoon. Um, and Dan says, I'd like a D&D film to be about a group of people getting together to play D&D, but then you see them in the scenarios they are playing. So kind of like the Lego movie, I suppose, mm. but like where they are playing and then they become the... That would be awesome. I mean, that, that is also basically that that episode of Community, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, but, but then like it, it, you, you're actually like playing it out, but yeah. Actually, a Lego D&D movie would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, for 90% of the movie is just them struggling to arrange a night to play. Yeah. <laughs> or just well, flicking, flicking through yeah. a rule book for about 20 minutes and then going, oh, yeah, no, you were right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, Dan says it'd be a comedy, friendship, and bonding. I, I think that's probably where they'll head. Like, someone between, like, Lego and... I think Lego that's probably the best um, way to go, rather, rather than it being, like, a straight, hmm. serious fantasy mo- film. Yeah, yeah definitely, you know, yeah. We're, we're in a post-Game of Thrones world here. Yeah. They should, uh, yeah, try and lean into the the because the good thing about D and D is it can go so fucking ridiculous, yeah, <laughs> like really weird. You can get with it if you want to. So yeah. lean into it. I don't think there'll ever be, and this is such an inside joke. Then why tell it? Because it's funny <laughs> to, to, to literally the four yes. of us. Yes, so what? <laughs> tell it after we've cut off. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so to that end, thank you very much for watching the podcast. If you were watching us on the stream, we're just going to wave. Well, I'm going to wave. Anyway, if you were listening to us, thank you very much for listening to us on whatever platform you were uh, doing so on Spotify, iTunes, whichever one, even SoundCloud. It's all good. It's all gravy. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter using the handle at TMTOOH. You can always come back to the YouTube channel to watch past streams. And don't forget that in the link in the bio of our Instagram, is the Discord link. So come on to Discord and join in all the conversations that we're having. Dan is very much trying to write Discord. D for Discord. Discord with the, with his hands there. Um, it's all a, quite a lot of fun, and you can even play a very frustrating game 
where you can work or commit a crime or play blackjack and lose all your money and for some reason it becomes the centre of your world and um, incredibly frustrating when you Crazy lose all your addictive. money. And uh, one of the things I did was suck off the entire Green Bay Packers team and I wasn't happy about that one. No, exactly. <laughs> be honest. Because, because oh, what happened is you did it and then you got fined $1,000 or No, I did like it and I got like $300 for it and it's like... Hey, ma- man's got to... Got to have a job, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all good. Um, each so, time I slut, honestly. Each <laughs> time. So, thank you very much for watching. If you watch, thank you very much for listening. If you listened, we're going to say goodbye to Duncan. He's not paying attention. We're going to say goodbye <laughs> to Dan. I just oh, said goodbye. Bye-bye. Hello. We're going to say goodbye to Russ. Yeah. And it's goodbye from me, Tom. And on that note, let's cue the music. <laughs>